Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Volume. The 3 and Out Podcast with me, John Middlecoff, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. America's number one sportsbook, very easy to use, safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. I cannot recommend it enough. Love gambling with FanDuel. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast. Little Sunday mailbag, at John Middlecoff is the Instagram. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. It's just my name. Fire in those DMs. I, I'm, I think I'm running pretty low on DMs or questions for the mailbag. So DM me any question you have on Instagram. Very easy to do. And uh, I, I think the schedule as of right now, I'm recording this right before the USC-UCLA game. Uh, then we'll have football Sunday. I will record a podcast Sunday for Monday. I'll record a podcast Tuesday, or excuse me, Monday for Tuesday. That might be it for the week. I, I might do a gambling, something with Stucky. I, I don't know. We'll probably put that out either Wednesday or Thursday. I don't know if there's much of a point to put it out Thursday. So probably be a lighter week in the podcast department because it's a lighter listening week. Hopefully everyone enjoys this week with their family eats some turkey, hangs out, enjoys a good gathering, has some pops, has some drinks, watch a little football, and chills. Okay, let's dive into these questions. But first, can I tell you about my friends at TurtleBox? TurtleBoxAudio.com, promo code John, J-O-H-N. It is the best, let me repeat, the best Bluetooth speaker on the market. Long-lasting battery life. The sound quality is fantastic. It's loud. Put it outside for barbecues. Put it inside for Turkey Day festivities. Maybe some Christmas Day festivities. Maybe for one of your you know eight crazy nights of Hanukkah festivities. I cannot recommend my friends at Turtle Box enough. The battery life it lasts forever. Like I said, it's loud. You can also personalize colors. You're a Packer fan. Boom, get the Packer colors. You're a Cowboy fan. Boom, get the Cowboy colors. Right now, you go to TurtleBoxAudio.com, use the promo code JOHN, that's J-O-H-N, $20 off, free shipping. Hey John, longtime Packers fan. Question for you about the Packers quarterback situation. If Green Bay has the opportunity to take one of the top quarterbacks in this year's draft, should they do it and trade Rodgers or roll with Rodgers and Love? Well... Unless Rodgers asks for a trade, which I do not think he will do, uh, but I guess, yeah, shit, at this point, who knows with him, I think the game plan would be to pick another player. You know, you're 4-7. and seven. You're not going to be drafting the top five 
Uh, I'm pretty sure. I know Will Levis is a polarizing guy. Like Bryce is going to go one. He's going to go two. I, I feel pretty confident about that happening. Like that he's. I know he has some struggles. He's playing with no good wide receivers. He's six foot five. He's got a huge arm. High character guy. Like he's going really high. You know he's he's a much better. He has much better tape than Josh Allen had. And I'm not saying he's Josh Allen, but like that's the reason Josh Allen went seven. This guy's been playing in the SEC for years. So if you had the opportunity to take a guy like that, I would. Looking at Rodgers' contract, you know, it, the cap stuff changes when you're traded, but uh, Rodgers' dead cap this year was $150 million. Next year, $99 million. So to me, the only way you trade Rodgers... I, you know, I don't know if that would be the exact number because they're kickers when a guy's traded. You'd basically be just be punting on the season. So this season's a wash, right? You're going to go, what, six, seven wins. And then next year, if you traded him to whoever for a couple ones or, I don't know, one and a couple twos, I I, I haven't spent much time thinking about his market. It's, it's obviously, it's a unique deal because the dude is, he's old. I mean, he's 38. He threatens to retire all the time. Now, he's still, I, I, he missed some... As we call in basketball, I say we like I even play basketball anymore. Bunnies, some of those passes that he missed the other night were pretty brutal. Now, and he, bl- I saw he blamed it on himself. I, I do think the cold impacts him greatly. It impacts any quarterback, but he used to be so much better in it. But it's understandable. You know, the older you get, you don't like the cold. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's not an easy place to play when you're old. He, he ain't 26 years old. Okay, here's a. Uh, uh, basically, this this DM is just being very, very mad about Colin coming on the show. I, I actually had someone else DM, and they're like, Middlecoff, you don't have to tell me, but I have two theories why Colin has been on your show the last, I think, month. Your, your show is either tanking, and you need the pub, or it's going well, and I, I like maybe he wanted to be a part of it. I'm like, yeah, it's none of the above. I think it's just simple, like, we have a deal with AMP, Amazon's company, and all my night records after Thursday night, Monday night, and Sunday go live on this app. It's it's business. I mean, we're we're trying to do business here. And also, anytime he wants to come on the show, Colin Coward is welcome. The show wouldn't sniff the light of day without that man, so there will be no slander said, written, or thought about on my end here. And, you know, part of one thing he's the best in the business at, and I've tried to get better at this, and I'm still a work in progress, is completely unfazed by people talking shit. It actually, like, gives him more life. Uh, it's like when you talk for a living, you, shit, when you do anything public for a living, uh, people are going to have their opinions. Uh, clearly, what he does works. <laughs> and it has for a long time. So, uh, like I always say to anyone who ever asked me, Coward's the fucking man. And uh, I'm very, very lucky that this situation has played out the way it has. I'm not going to lie. I feel very, very fortunate. Love the pod. Question for you. Do you know a lot of people in the football industry, players, coaches, GMs, and scouts that listen to your podcast? And if so, how often do they reach out and talk shop with you? And when they have these conversations, how does that contribute to your overall quality of the show? Uh, I've definitely met some people that worked in the league that I did not know before the show. 
I know one guy, you know, he's probably like the number two, three guy in his organization. I, I, I text with pretty consistently just about BSing, become buddies, but also just football questions. And I, a lot of my takes, I'm not just pulling out of my ass. Now, when I give it, I have conviction, but it's because the people that I know or now have met that work in the NFL, that are college directors, that are assistant GMs, that are like, these are the roles these people have. Like, I'm not just talking, and I and I also know boots on the ground, guys that do the SEC, guys that do the Midwest, the Big Ten, you know, so like I get opinions on the players or on the situations or on the coaches they're either working with or talking to the, uh, their coaching staff about, and then I shape my opinions. Like, I mean, I, I think that's one of the things Coward has been the best at in the biz for a long period of time. Most of his takes are based on talking to GMs and coaches in those sports in the NBA and in football. And when you talk to the really good ones, people that have won, won Super Bowls, drafted Pro Bowlers, you feel pretty good when they give you a take like, yeah, I would not draft this guy. I think this guy's a turd. Or I think this coach is a fraud. Or like, I think this assistant coach is really good. Or I think this, you know, this guy, he might be a second round pick, but I think this guy's going to be a Pro Bowler. So when you're told that by guys in winning organizations that every year win double-digit games and are part of teams that host the Lombardi Trophy or have in the past or have learned from people that have hosted the Lombardi Trophy time and time again, like you, you, you know, not only if you do what I do, should you listen to them, but you then should base your opinions off them, right? You're like, well, this, you know, this guy's seeing something. And a lot of times, like, Part of like I, I've I scouted for a couple years and I worked in recruiting, so I got a pretty good feel. Like when I have a Mac Jones take, I don't really need people in the NFL to back me on that. Now it happens. Like I don't think Mac Jones is that good. Most people that I knew in the NFL didn't like him that much coming out either, right? And I would say players wise, I, I've definitely met players over the years. I don't know. I I don't I don't know if they listen. They just followed me on social and I, I t- I've DM'd with them before. Uh, but I, I really spend more of my time. From a uh, probably from a coach, G, you know, front office guy standpoint, than than texting with there's probably a few players that I consistently text with, uh, but that's I, I would say I'm much more consistent on on the front office standpoint. I've actually texted with more retired players and stuff because I also when you're in it. You know, if you don't have a relationship with the person, even if you met like they like the podcast or they've, you know, like my social following, which is basically just reposting podcast stuff, uh, you know, it's, it's, it can be difficult to develop a relationship, but sometimes it's not. You know, I've, I've, I've actually developed some pretty good relationships based on social media DMs. It's, the, it's like one of the only reasons I haven't deactivated Twitter is because I still use it to DM uh, a couple people in the league. Really enjoyed the podcast. Listen to every episode since I found you last year. I don't know how heavy you are into crypto. I'm pretty heavy. I'm almost, I'm probably almost six figures in uh, to investing into Cardano ADA. And I'm about, you know, if Bitcoin gets to 10K, I might buy like three or four of them. So I, I'm not one of these people that I've invested pretty heavily in the stock market in 2022 as things have dipped. Like I'm not one to run just because we hit some rocky seas. You know, I actually like things when they go disc- on discount. Now, crypto, you know, there are a lot of different uh, opinions. Obviously, you heard Collins the other day. 
I, I don't know if he quite heard my question. Who knows? Maybe he's not that into it. Maybe he's not that into this SBF story. I, I'm pretty fascinated by the SBF FTX story. And what I tried to tell him, and I believe this pretty strongly, actually, is that this notion that crypto is going to crash because of SBF, like, did the stock market crash because of Enron? Did did uh, people stop investing in stocks? Right? Like, if you believed in crypto, just because SBF was a complete scam artist, fraud, uh, nut job, whack job, but crazy smart and was able to pull this off, does not mean that like to me change the trajectory of crypto. And I mean obviously crypto is already in the tank well before this ever happened, but I'm uh I- I'm pretty unfazed. I do not own any Bitcoin though, but I I, I swear to God, if it gets to ten, I, I might load up. Hell, I'm I'm tempted at like sixteen. But I hired a consultant last June and he sends daily updates to about a hundred of us. This guy started in crypto in fifteen while he was becoming a firefighter. He had eight thousand dollars he invested and today he is worth Multiple nine figures. Fuck yeah. His name is blank blank. If you would like to look him up, he's extremely bullish on Hex and Pulse Chain, even more so now with everything going on. Just thought I'd drop you a note. So I, this is not financial advice. Let me... Uh, this is not financial advice. This is a DM. Uh, it, the, the SBF story is pretty fascinating though. I mean, this dude, you look at him, and then he admitted to the New York Times that everything he did politically was all just a a front, and it's just what you have to do in in society when you make a lot of money. It's just, it's kind of crazy reflection of a lot of different variables, but, you know, holy shit, did he he have everyone fooled, and it's going to uh, take a lot of people down, I'll promise you that. Did you see the guy that, I mean, it's got to be a crazy job. He is basically the guy that comes into these companies when a disaster happens. Like he took over and fixed, not he didn't fix it, but like just, I don't know, reorganize, reorganize is the right way to put it. Enron. And so he did Enron and now he's doing FTX. And he said, by far, this is the craziest shit he's ever seen. Now, I would imagine there was a lot more money on the, I mean, we're talking $10 billion. Uh, Argonzo. So uh, I, I'm just, whenever I see the Wall Street Journal, because I, I haven't, I got locked out of Twitter for a week, so I had to go old school and just like go to newspapers. It's like, God, newspapers still alive. Uh, so I looked at the Wall Street Journal, and every time I see an FTX headline or SBF headline, I immediately click and I read it. You know, sometimes I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not Mr., uh, I'm not Warren Buffett or Charlie Munger here. Some things I read, I'm like, well, I don't, I'm not really sure what they're talking about, but I, I just know the, I'm very fascinated when the movie comes out because I think there's going to be a wolf of Wall Street. Probably a little different because Jordan Belfort was kind of a a crazier character, but this guy was like having orgies in the Bahamas, so who knows? I mean, maybe it would make Wolf of Wall Street 2. This guy, SPF. Have Leo play him again. If Dallas were able to trade Dak in the offseason, what could they hypothetically expect in a trade package from the likes of quarterback Les Panthers, Saints, Colts, Falcons, Lions, etc.? And would it be worth to take a shot on a young signal caller high in the draft or just trade for Jimmy G and surround him with more high-end talent and extra draft capital? Thanks. I would say they get a first-round pick. I mean, he is a top 12 starter in the league, super high character, and has consistently won when he's been on the field. So I I think 100% Dak Prescott would yield you a first-round pick. I don't know why, though, you would trade. Like, what are the chances that a guy you could acquire, Jimmy G is not as good as him, even though somehow Jimmy wins in the playoffs. His team plays better. 
Uh, and I'm not a big Dak guy, but I mean, obviously, Dak's a better player than Jimmy G. I just think you're kind of stuck with him. And this is my this is why I always question when you sign these huge deals with a guy that's not like a top six or seven guy. I, I just I never love doing that. And obviously, the Cardinals do it, and they immediately regret it. And that's for more than just his play. The Cowboys have done it, and I don't know if they regret it because when he's on the field, they're going to win and they're going to go to the playoffs. But like once you get to the playoffs, like I'm never betting on Dak Prescott to win big in the playoffs. I I would imagine this year the Cowboys are probably more likely to be one and done than they are win multiple playoff games. Now part of that is they're going to be a wild card team. They'll be on the road, but like anyone listening to this, picking the Cowboys to win a playoff game. Hell, if you're a Cowboy fan, do you feel good about your team winning a, winning a playoff game? But there is something to be said. Like the Raiders have made the playoffs twice in 20 years. Like you you now have made the playoffs back to back years several times with Dak. Like winning. 11 games and go 12 games last year, 11 games this year, going to the playoffs. Like that's most teams would sign up for that. I.e. the Lions, the Panthers, the Saints, the Colts, the Falcons, like all those teams would love that. So, you know, you have like higher class problems. If you're a Cowboy fan, just your quarterback's not quite good enough, but he's not bad. And he's a good guy. So here's the thing. If you're going to have an overpaid quarterback, like wouldn't you rather have a guy that you like? that you like rooting for and just a good human being than like Kyler. And you're like, uh, I hate this guy's body language. I don't even know how much he likes football. I don't even enjoy watching him that much unless he's running around. Like when we're playing like shit, it's just a miserable watch. At least with Dak, you like enjoy rooting for him. Football season is underway. So now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up using the promo code COLIN. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props. You can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Get paid your winnings fast. So sign up today with promo code COLIN for your no sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat, Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP, Louisiana or 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York, Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-888-9789, Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700, Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mailbag question. Love the show. As a Vikings fan for my whole life, I'm cautiously optimistic about our squad. KLC has the boys humming. I think that's Kevin O'Connell. There is definitely a lot of mojo. As a fan, there's a lot to be excited about. That being said, I'm annoyed with many of our fans and their desperate pleas for recognition in the NFL rankings. We historically lay an egg. Here's the thing, bro. There is no such thing as NFL rankings. There are people that talk about football that just create rankings. ESPN, Pro Football Talk, Coward does a top 10. None of that actually means anything. Right? It just, when you siphon out beside those people's opinions, it is completely irrelevant. My opinion, your opinion, the only thing that matters is when you play on Sunday, you've now what? Won eight of nine games. That's the only thing that fucking matters. This is not college football. So I'm watching today. It's like, you know, Georgia looked a little iffy. Do they go from one to two? You know, Ohio State, Michigan look a little iffy. Like the rankings in college football really matter, right? Being in that top four, being on the outside looking in, that's a big deal. There is no such thing as rankings. They're just like, well, what's your seat? Do you have a home playoff game? Did you win your division? So the, I, I would say I hear what you're saying because it is true. Most people, I would say, question the Vikings, but who cares? If you if you go 13 and 4 and you are the number 2 seed or hell who knows maybe see if Philly blows a game to Indy all of a sudden you're right there you're the one seed. Isn't that the only rankings that matter? You're the number 1 seed? Like ultimately the the Titans last year are a good example, right? Most people watch them and be like this is not a number 1 seed. This is not a number 1 seed. Yet they still hosted a playoff game and they were the number 1 seed and if Tannehill doesn't throw three fucking picks, they're hosting the AFC Championship game and the Chiefs got to go there. So it's like they're the rankings. If it was, if last year the rankings mattered, the Titans would have been rated like eighth. Yep, they were the one seed, and they had a home playoff game. <laughs> now they blew it. My guy, how about my guy John Robinson and Mike Vrabel? I mean, what a combo those two guys are. All they do is win. All they do is win. Last year, it's like, oh, these guys aren't that good. Number one seed. Oh, the Titans. I'm guilty. I was like, oh, this is a step back year, transition year. Boom. I mean, they're going to cruise the division. <laughs> I mean, just just ended LaFleur and Rogers' season. Now, Downing, you know, you just got to be careful about having some pops on the plane on the way home. And uh, yeah, I mean, n- not a great look. At this point, I saw the, also the Washington football team commanders like discipline their players for drinking on the plane. Like, guys, this is... This is not high school football. These, these guys are 25 to 40 years old. If you got Tom Brady on your team, 45. Can't drink on the plane. These are grownups. 
Ron, what kind of ship are you running? Drink on the plane's a bad thing? Can't have a few pops? What are we talking about here? That, that, that was really stupid to me. Okay, sorry. Get back to the question. Who cares uh, who we have beat? How well Kirk has played or anything else? The only thing that really matters is going on a run. They are winning games right now to get them to the dance. But once you get there, nothing, as you know, is guaranteed. So to conclude my rant, what do you think of the Purple's chances in a wide-open NFC and question here? What would the experts have to say about Kirk if he balled out and actually won a Super Bowl? Uh, I think it would be one of the great... A lot of people were wrong. And Cousins Vikings career has been pretty remarkable if that happens. Remember, just several years ago, went on the road and beat Sean Payton and Drew Brees. And then if this year, I'd argue if he just won the NFC and like lost to the Chiefs, that would be a pretty incredible story. Now, look at the teams you got to have to beat. The Eagles, uh, because you're, you're, to me, your downfall is coverage. You know, I, I know Patrick Peterson made some great plays, but he's not a great cover guy anymore. He can't really run. Like to me, teams with potent passing attacks are going to have a chance to beat you. It's why the Bills were kind of kicking your ass. Now, I, I know you ended up winning that game, but even you as a Vikings fan have to admit, like it was kind of a crazy, I mean, that's the craziest 10 minutes I've ever seen and overtime. But the Eagles, I mean, they are a heavy run team. I, I know Jalen's having success this year, but now A.J. Brown's banged up. Uh, but if those two guys are healthy, they, they pose a problem to you. Uh, but they got Miles Sanders. Now Goddard's out. The 49ers are obviously going to run the shit out of the ball. Uh, the Cowboys, in theory, should be running the shit out of the ball. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would say it's the Giants are not Mr. Potent offensively or the Commanders. You got a pretty good shot, bro. I mean, I, like I, I don't, I would put it as, I mean, pretty good. I wouldn't say you're the favorites. I wouldn't put my money on you. But at this point in time, when you just kind of look at the lay of the land, I, I wouldn't discount you that much. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Love the pod and the fact that you like Miller Lights. Actually, have one in my hand right now. Listen, ah, nice and cold, baby. Despite losing to the Bills and Colts, do you think that the fully loaded Chiefs team is the best team in the NFL? Uh, if I had to pick a team, and my life, life savings, a lot of money, whatever, gun to my head—that's a bad analogy right now. I mean, and just what a—I mean, absolutely tragic event. That Virginia situation with the football players getting killed by a former teammate. I mean, that's just, that doesn't hurt your heart. I don't know what does. I mean, that's just unthinkable. Had to cancel the game and just watching Tony Elliott, their head coach, talk about feels like he's like living in a bad nightmare. I mean, I just awful. I would say yes. I, I would say to me, I had a buddy text me on a team who actually texted me the, the rankings from one website. And his team's pretty good. And they were not... They had a couple teams above them that he did not agree with. And it's funny. So, I mean, I'm making fun of the rankings. But people look at them. I mean, we got... What are you going to do all day? You look at the internet. Uh, I, I, would, I told him I would have the Chiefs number one. Like, to me, the Chiefs are the number one overall team. When they're healthy, I trust their coach and their quarterback the most in the NFL. To me, they are the current... And they're not the same. I mean, this team had way more equity and had done more in Brady and Belichick. But like, they're that version right now of just, I trust them the most. Now, that doesn't mean they always win. They, they blew it against the Bengals in the AFC Championship game. But if they play that guy, game 10 times, I mean, the Chiefs win, what, nine? 
And I respect the Bengals, right? They, they've when they're healthy, they're damn good. But even Bengals fans know, like you guys were getting your ass kicked, and then I don't know what the hell happened after Patrick Mahomes screwed up the end of the half situation to Tyreek skipped the ball. They didn't get points, and then it's kind of the worst half you'd ever seen Patrick Mahomes play. But I just trust Patrick Mahomes more than I trust Josh Allen. I trust Patrick Mahomes more than I trust Jalen or Kirk Cousins. And obviously their coach, I mean, they just, as long as Travis Kelsey's on the field, as long as Chris Jones is on the field, their defense is so much faster now. With the Their linebacking play is so much better than it was a couple years ago. To me, their culture of just, like, to me, the Bills, deep, deep down, do, do they know they're going to win the game? Because in some of these tight games, they don't. We're like, deep, deep down, win or lose. Like, the Chiefs kind of know, we're going to win this thing. It's kind of like the basketball version of, like, the Warriors have been forever or, like, when LeBron was good. You know when you're watching a great basketball team led by a great basketball player? It's like, yeah, they're going to pull this out. Like The Chiefs kind of do that. And that, to me, is the Bills' downfall. And like we just talked about with the Vikings, uh, <laughs> I'm not not a believer because he did. Once Josh Allen threw that pick, Cousins was awesome the last 10 minutes and then overtime. So... He's better than even I and anyone has ever given him credit for. But he's still Kirk Cousins. And it's like, is he going to go outside and win a game against the Eagles in the cold? Because, I don't know. Fair or not. Okay, that'll do it. Have a good Sunday. Talk to everyone soon. Happy Thanksgiving. Peace. volume Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch garage and the car inside and without the right home and auto insurance coverage the cost to repair this could eat up your savings so bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.